Welcome to Deeper Dive. I'm your host, Jay Walsh, and this podcast is brought to you by Plantation SDA Church. This is season three, episode 14. And I'm once again without the, the lady of the hour, which will be Dawn, and she is still recovering. We want to keep her in your prayers uh, until she returns again. Other than that, I'm still running solo. I want to thank our podcast listeners for taking the time out to listen to us uh, each and every week. Uh, whatever social media platform that you may be using, we want to thank you. Uh, whatever questions, comments, or even concerns you may have, please um, send that to via WhatsApp, 954-388-8780. And today we have, um, well, I, I, have, I have given this guy a nickname for Plantation, but um, we want to welcome back Pastor Kevin McCoy. Welcome back, my brother. Pleasure, pleasure to be back. And uh, let me get this time to, to give God praise and thanks for you, man. You are a living testimony. And uh, I just want to know that we love you, man, and we are happy to, ha- ha- I'm happy to be back with you, man. I appreciate that, moments. my brother. Miss these moments. I, I am truly blessed, my brother. Prayers have been answered and God has given me another time. So I am a walking testimony. Well, I wanted to, um, just wanted to welcome you back because I haven't seen you in a while. How was your um, sabbatical? <laughs> uh, it was a good time getting to spend some time with the kid. You know, it was bonding leave. Um, it was a mm-hmm. good time to bond with him and also with my wife and just to appreciate the gift of family, you know? Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. I want to thank you for that, though. It's wonderful. So, um, but do um, you, you remember the nickname I gave you? I think it was in the last episode that you gave me that nickname. Yeah. Uh, well, right now, it, it, the person that originally came from, he's kind of like in a little scandal right now, but that's, you're not him. So, but remember, <laughs> I call you the, the Fresh Prince of Plantation. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, um, I hope someone does not, um, you know, um, yeah. Yeah. No one comes up on the stage while I'm there. No, know? we don't want that. I think I think what's going to happen is we're going to make sure that we step in front of you just in case. Yeah, that's, that's right. We don't want that to happen right now. But uh, yeah. I want to I want to uh, before we get started, let's always get off with a word of prayer and this word, and we can go from on. Father God, thank you once again for all you've done for us, Lord. We are not worthy in any shape, way, or form, Lord, but you give us grace and mercy. We thank you. We thank you, Lord, that your son spread your precious blood on Calvary's cross, Lord. Lord, you give us the right of tree of life. Thank you for this podcast, Lord. Thank you for the ones that listen each and every week. And may someone be blessed, Lord. We thank you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right, my brother. Um, let's get right to it. Well, first of all, I want to thank the visitors. I noticed that we had, what's it called? Who was the students? Southeastern University? Yeah, yeah. We had some students from Southeastern University. Um yeah, and it was good to have them in our congregation. Um, and they worshiped, man. They, they, I, I, I observed and I sensed they, they were fully engaged in, in, in the worship experience. Okay, okay. And I noticed that Pastor Nugent and his family was there. Yeah, yeah, they were there too. Yeah. So that's good. That, that, always, that's always good to have Pastor and Jerome. Always, always, man. I really enjoyed it. Remember, he was the first, I was my very first podcast was with him. Oh, okay. Yeah, my very first one. I did that. So, sanctified by the word. Why did you come up with that title? So, at Plantation um, this year, we have decided as a church that we really want to 
have our church look like the church of the New Testament. Amen. A biblical church. And so for that, we have themed um, our ministry here, um, paradigm shift, um, refocusing on our, our purpose. And so we have been going through that for the year and um, taking a thematic approach to how we engage in ministry each month. And this month, we are focusing on the theme of transformed by the word. And, and the transformed okay. is, 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 is in sometimes theological speak, but when you speak about what the word really does um, in, in, in Christian speak, we talk about sanctified. And so it's a substitution of the word, but it's also based on the text and, and a part of Jesus' prayer, requesting that, you know, the center of the prayer for me as I, as I read it, was Jesus asking for his disciples to be sanctified as they remain in the world. Okay, so you said the paradigm shift is what? Loving God, loving others, and making disciples. Making disciples, right, right. That's yeah, right. That's, okay. that's gotcha. Yeah, part of our discipleship process. Um, I like it, definitely. I like it, you, you made a, you made a, a comment, you asked a question. Uh, have you ever been in a place where you felt out of place? discuss that a little bit yeah so one of the things i was trying to do was rather than tell people about an experience i wanted people to step into an experience i mm -hmm. wanted people to think about you know what they have experienced and how they're experiencing life in this world um and that came after that came out of the point of making making the point that you know it's challenging for christians yeah. um and with each day because of the cultural shift, because if all that's happening, um, Christians are becoming the minority, mm -hmm. right? And so the influence is everything around us makes it more challenging. And so sometimes there are Christians who decide to give up, you know, um, on their faith. I mean, they can't leave the world, so they give up on their faith. Um, but the point was to have people really reflect on the fact that, yes, sometimes we are in this world and we, we feel as if we don't belong, but that's the place that God wants us to be. The fact that we are here existing mm -hmm. um, is indicative of the fact that God wants us here at this time. And I wanted people to really think about what they're experiencing as a part of the process of moving them forward to say, listen, that's what you're feeling, but here's how God can present, God presents um, um, a solution to how you're feeling. Um, in the world, but not of the world. That's easier said than done. <laughs> how, yes. how do you go about that because I mean, yeah. you can't be isolated you can't live in isolation yeah yeah now now there they are and, and a part is a part of christian tradition which is called um monasticism which developed um where, where people thought people because the church was you know spirituality was on the decline and spirituality one would suggest as has always been in decline. But in that time, the church mm -hmm. was a, a drastic shift. And people thought that the only way they could really live a holy life was to separate themselves from the world. And so that's kind of how monastic communities develop, where people go off into the into the hills and they live in a community where they segregate themselves from the world. Um, that's how you know you have Christian monasticism, you have those who are monks who are monastics. Um, mm -hmm. but it's a lifestyle where, where people, people of faith are, are isolated from the world because they want to preserve their purity. They want to be holy, but they think that to do that, they have to be isolated from the world. Right? So right. Jesus was very clear 
Um, and I wanted to point out as, as, as so my, right there, I use what is called a, a process of elimination. First, I said, it's not this, right. right? It's not isolation because some people might think that isolation is it, but I wanted, wanted to be very clear that that's not it. If you think that isolation is going to protect you and insulate you from the influences of the evil one or keep you holy by yourself or by ourselves in the community, that's not what Jesus wants for us to do, right? Right. Um, and we're going to see that in the text when Jesus, in Jesus, in how Jesus lived his own life. And then I move from the place of isolation to incarnation, right? As to yeah. how Christ lived, using Christ as the model, right? Christ was this, Christ didn't belong to this world. He didn't come from this world, but he came into this right. world and he lives, still lived the whole life, right? A life that is, is, is exemplary for us. And so mm -hmm. moving from isolation, we come to a place where we look at Christ's life, where he lived an incarnate life because he was the word, which was in the beginning, which was God. But that word became flesh and dwell among us and we beheld the glory of God. So Christ's model of life, Christ's life was not to isolate himself from the world, but to live in the world and show God's love to the world. I understood. Uh, but you know, being that you know incarnation that Jesus did, you know, and the person embodied in flesh, a deity, a spirit. But mm. of course, the disciples can't do that. So I mean, he lived it, but how can we do that? How can we really do that? I mean, of course, right, we right. can't be incarnation, right? <laughs> because we 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 are not we are not divine as Christ is divine. Um, right. Or theological speak, Christ has divinity unborrowed. Underived, meaning that he has been a divine being um, that has been self-existent, right? Unlike us mm -hmm. who, who were, yes, Christ was born into the world, but that was him taking on human human flesh, right? That's our beginning. Mm -hmm. But Christ, Christ is is was was self-existent from the beginning. That's our our belief and understanding. So in the way where we are asked to be incarnate or to live an incarnate life is not to think about or necessarily our origin, right? And if we think about origin, mm -hmm. yes, in Christ, we do not belong to this world because Paul says in Christ for citizenship is in heaven, right? So though we are here, we don't belong here, right? right? But at the same time, we have to live here. So for us to live an incarnate life, um, which, which is another term for in the world, but not of the world, Right. We have to, to, to seek Christ and live a life in faith in him. And we participate and partake of his divinity through faith and living a life modeled after his, right? So, yes, we're going to have challenges. Yes, we're going to sin. We're going to fall. But it's in Christ that we really experience this kind of incarnation and the ability, rather, to live this incarnate life, Right. right? Right, and when we talk about in the world but not of the world, um, it's not isolation. We're talking about incarnation, and the way I think of incarnation was that Christ was not influenced by the world. One of the way, ways I think about it in my sermon, and framed it in my sermon was that Christ was in the world, influencing the world, but he was not influenced by the world. Okay. Right, and so us, for us to be in the world but not of the world, it is saying to us that we can be here. And by our faith and lifestyle, mm -hmm. influence the world and, and resist the world, influencing our values, our thoughts, our visions, and um, the things that drive our purpose and meaning in life. So, 
you're saying um, as an influencer goes hand in hand with making disciples because that's what we're exactly doing. Right, right. We're, you're right. We're, you know, so, you, go ahead. No, because I, I mean, it makes sense to me. I'm saying, okay, you want us to be an influencer, but just like you said, a, a brand of shoe, a Nike, everybody. I know the pool, as you mentioned, I know that symbol, but what to me is, it's like the cross and people know that symbol, but it's been distorted. It's been distorted because we don't know what that cross that person means to that cross for that person. But as us being Christians, we are influencing the brand of Jesus. Right. Right. That's right. You're right to know that. You're right to know that. And I did use the example of, 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 of an influencer. Right, because nowadays mm -hmm. this is kind of a new a new career or a new a new role where people you know wear brands and and it's it's a different way now on, on social media right, it, right. Because social mm -hmm. media is so far reaching um so we are now like brand ambassadors um influencers because that's what that's what influencers really are brand mm -hmm. ambassador and we are called to influence the world so people can see and and, and talking in 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 um business terms now the product the christianity the product Christianity as a product worthy of all right. pursuing, worthy of accepting as our person would pursue, you know, the name brands of the world, right? Um, so I, I wanted to, to bring it to, to where we are in today's, in today's, you know, thought and today's culture where influence are those people that are, and, and, and you, you're seeing the, the positive effects and the negative effects of influencers. Um, yes. But I wanted to stress the positive effect because you've seen how, um our social media and our algorithms are used and um lead you know young people to to self to self-shame and so many things but there are other ways we are in which influencers um have positive effect you know yeah out there so that's what i wanted to focus on the positive effect of influencers and how we as god's people can be brand ambassadors um living in this world influencing the world but not being influenced by the world's values um uh, of life i got you um how can you um you said something about living in the principles of the bible how right. that yes explain that a little bit more living the principles of the bible right so jesus in his prayer said sanctify them in your truth your word is truth uh -huh. right and, and truth and and for the for the purpose of the theme i just stick with the word because in truth in in in, in john rather truth um is used in a different way john mm -hmm. has multiple uses for his terms because truth is identified as jesus truth is identified as a word truth is identified as a spirit yeah. but for our purposes in, in in the theme i focused on the truth being the word and also when we get to the word the word has another dual meaning because the word here represents the message right the teachings that god right. that jesus revealed about god right and in john it is knowing and believing these teachings um, about Jesus that helps one to become a part of God's family or to be saved because for God so the world that he sent his only begotten son that whoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. But Jesus also um, in one in one chapter, and I think it's chapter eight of John, where they, he spoke some things about Abraham and the Jews were you know coming at him. And he yeah. said to them, you know, you talk about these words. You think these words are what save you, but these words testify of me. 
Right? Mm-hmm. So the Bible, in, in essence, it's not just something to, to learn. It's not just knowledge to acquire. It is pointing us to a person, right? And so in John, the word is not just knowledge to be gained about God. It's also a person who is to be learned from and who is to be imitated, right? Mm -hmm. And so in one sense, we have the message, which is the written word, and we have Christ himself, the Logos, who was enfleshed, the word which was enfleshed, becomes now the living word. So some people say, I know the Bible. I study the Bible. I know everything. I know all the principles of the Bible. I know how to live. I know all that the Bible requires of us. But knowing what the Bible requires of us yeah. is one part of it. Living what the Bible requires of us is another thing. Yeah. And so my how I frame this idea of being sanctified by the word is that one, yes, we gain knowledge through the written word, but we also live and exemplify and embody the principles of God's word by imitating Jesus Christ, who is himself the living word. So written and living word has to come together within us so we can really be um, enabled to live this um, this sanctified life or the incarnate life or be in the world, but not of the world. Uh, Totally understood, brother. Totally understood. Because, I mean, that's what we strive to do each and every day. It's a lifestyle. Pretty much like you say, it's just a lifestyle that we're living to show that, that we're actually walking the Bible from beginning to end, so to speak. Um, My thing is, is that the influencers and how it's being seen, because God will bless you with your influencing through your uh, gifts that he gives you, you know, that he shows you what to do to bring on others to the, to the, to the fold. Right. And um, I've been noticing at a plantation that we've been doing that by the gifts that we've had and other people coming from other churches and other because of our gifts right right influence right there you know right right these are wonderful things these are wonderful things you you know that yeah yes these are wonderful things because uh you know god's blessed me with a gift of helps and i thank god that he's done that for me because like i said it's not that that's not for everybody Mm -hmm. i i I couldn't do what you do i'm not saying you couldn't do what i do but what i'm saying is we're still influencing (laughs) <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's what's important. We're still influencing, you know, yeah. with the love of God. Yeah, that, that is definitely the point. Yeah, the point is <laughs> each one has the ability, each one has the gift to make a difference and and um in the world. And once we do our part, you know, it will, it will all come together. Understood. Well, I got yeah. one last question. You said you were reading the Bible so much that you knew it. What, what was that like for you? You knew the Bible like in and back and forth but yet still yes so 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 let me tell you when i was when i was growing up in the streets of jamaica it's mm-hmm. a popular thing for everybody to have a little blue bag in the, in the back in your back pocket right right um everybody had the gideon it's a little new testament bible, oh, the gideon. bible. Okay. <laughs> yeah and when i was at work and this is before i became a christian mm-hmm. my lunch time was spent reading the bible right mm-hmm. and what happened is that and you know i don't too get I don't get too much involved in those kind, in those kind of conversations and the way I used to get involved in them. Right. But then, then times at lunchtime, and uh, coming up to when I became a Christian now, them times we would have like the Seventh Adventists, you'd have the um, the Church of God, and at and, and at lunchtime we would come in the cafeteria at work, and that's when we start discussing Bible. And if I came late because they called me Mac at work, right? They're like, okay. "Where's Mac? Where's Mac? Go get Mac! Go get Mac!" You know because. 
when, when someone wanted to defend the Sabbath or defend the teaching, they're like, they call you. because Mac must know this. You know, <laughs> you know they call me Mac at work, right? Um, so, mm-hmm. so I say, even before, I, even when I was reading the Bible and I knew the Bible, um, and I was among my friends, and um, you know, in, in Jamaica, we, we we have this, and it's, and it's linked to, towards Rastafarian, you know, whenever, okay. we, um, and I wasn't a guy who smoked. I didn't, I didn't. I didn't smoke because from my grandfather, I, as a child, I don't know, my grandfather died from, from lung cancer and stuff of smoking. But being around yeah. the guys, they always wanted a psalm to be chanted. You know, there's a sense that the psalms have this powerful, you know, in, in the Jamaican context, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, people believe in the psalms so much that chant the psalms, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm always, always the one to chant the psalm. <laughs> You know, <laughs> yeah. Um, but even though I was chanting the psalm, my life wasn't living up to the psalm. Yeah, <laughs> right? okay. And so mm-hmm. it's not just enough to know the word and be able to quote the word and to say yes. It, it has to be embodied and to be demonstrated and to be, to come alive in how we live. Yeah. Right. So in a sense, I was knowing the word, but not knowing the li- the written word, but not knowing the living word, Jesus Christ. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. It's like it's in living your, after his 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 lifestyle. Yeah, right. it's like it's in your head, but not in your heart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I look, I, I I understand exactly where you're coming from, brother. I do. Yeah. Thank you. Well, my brother, I want to thank you for taking the time out as always, because it's always a wonderful to to have you on, and I'm sure we have you on much more um, as we get prepared for our new pastor um, to be on next Sabbath, uh, yes, Noah Rose, and I. I've known him for years. I used to go to Ellie Arthur on Wednesday nights and have those mm. debates, man. Him and his, him and his um, elders, boy, they yeah. can debate. They can debate. Yeah. Man, that's <laughs> wonderful. So it's good to have him on him and his, and his family as we welcome yeah, to the family. We are praying for him and um, we, are, we, are, yeah, we are praying for him and we are praying that God will just bless him, his ministry here at Plantation, that he can really be fruitful, you know, and 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 mm-hmm. wonderful things for the lord yes yeah, amen wonderful. brother amen yes, for that but that's uh, you and pastor jen uh you guys have been uh, uh of course um the intricate part of plantation um and growth and you guys are actually helping with the paradigm shift at plantation yeah. so thank god for that and i thank god that i'm with this family because plantation has been very unique for me over the years and i must say that there's a special place in my heart for plantation i'll always be my home so yeah. All right, my brother, if you don't mind, you start with a word of prayer. All right. Thank you, mighty God, for the ability to know that we can live in this world and not be of the world at the same time. That we can, by our faith and life, demonstrate your love to the world without being influenced by the world's values. But we have to submit both to your written word, the Bible, and the living word, Jesus Christ. Embodying the word and living as Jesus lived to manifest your glory in the world. So bless us, and we pray that through your spirit, we will be sanctified by your truth, that we can indeed live an incarnate life. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Amen, amen. Well, Pastor McCoy, I want to thank you always. You know, you, you, you're going to be a regular on here, so get used to it. And <laughs> for that. Yes, uh, listen, thank you, brother. To listen to uh, Pastor McCoy's full sermon, go to Plantation SDA Church or YouTube channel, which is simply plantationsda.tv. 
or also subscribe to our YouTube channel to be notified of all upcoming live stream programs. And lastly, please subscribe to your favorite podcast, which will be us. Hit that like app, like app, should I say, uh, deeperdive.plantationsda.tv. So my brother, once again, I hope that you have a wonderful day. All the best to your family. Thank you and all the best to you okay. too. Very well, dude. And now I have to, before I close, I got to hit the birthdays. Today is Jack Reader, former head elder. So we have to go give him a call and wish him happy birthday. Um, let me see. Nikki came in on the 7th. And guess who's on the 8th? Guess who's on the 8th? You should know. That is Pastor Marsh. <laughs> go ahead, brother. You know it. You got it. Yeah, Doctor Marsh. He, you know, and and I want to shout him out uh, if, if if I may, for the wonderful sure. work he has done in in guiding our church during the transition period for Without his leadership, for his spiritual leadership. Without um, a doubt, we give God thanks for him, and we, we pray for him and and his family. We thank God for Pastor Marsh's leadership. Most definitely, because God can continue to uh, embody him with the Holy Spirit and his family as well, and for his teaching. So we want to thank you for that. And last but not least, Elsa Gordon is on the ninth. All right, we got all the birthdays for April, so as far as I know. So, my brother, once again, I hope you have a wonderful evening. Blessings to you. Looking forward to seeing you next Sabbath. Amen. Same here, brother. Thank you. <laughs>